0: MoneyWeb now on the money. The show's brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Chatting now with uh, Simon Fillmore. He is CIO at Independent Security. Simon, appreciate the early morning time. Uh, it, it, it note that you sent out lots of stuff we want to go through. I want to touch first up front is a, a great point that you make there. No statistical si- significant correlation between GDP growth and stock markets. Make the point, if, you, if I knew what SA or US or EU GDP was going to be for 2023, uh, it wouldn't help me one inch in making money in 2023.
1: Yeah, that's a very good point. And I think often uh, investors and people in financial markets uh, forget that fact. Um, And the stock market is all about what's going to happen in the future. It's a discounting mechanism. Mm -hmm. um, uh, And it tends to discount any of that bad news in in advance. Um, And that's what surprised us quite significantly this year, was just the amount of negative rhetoric uh, coming into this year about how the U.S. is going to go into a recession. Um, and how bad that will be for uh, financial markets.
0: Moving on to, 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 to sort of the, the, the harder data, we had some U.S. inflation out yesterday, 6.5%, exactly as consensus was. Um, it is falling relatively fast, although that tends to happen at the, 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 the sort of as the tail falls out, you, you can see inflation uh, uh, coming through. Does this remain the w- w- one of the key issues, inflation in the U.S., and then, of course, how the Fed responds with their, with their interest rates? And we've got an FOMC uh, announcement on the 1st of Feb.
1: Yes, what happens with inflation this year, certainly I think in the first half of the year, would probably be the most uh, sig- significant fact for the market. And what's interesting ab- about uh, yesterday's print, and if you in fact take the data over the last six months and you mm. analyze it, you come out of the figure of 1.9%. Wow. So it clearly shows that there's an embedded trend of inflation declining quite significantly, um, and our anticipation is that. Six and a half percent we saw yesterday will just continue to fall um, as, as we get uh, more and more data over the next couple of months. It and is- then in, in, in turn, I think the Fed will have to reappraise their uh, hawkish stance that they've, they've taken. And they don't want to um, uh, be too destructive in terms of economic growth.
0: Yeah, because I can do my next question. If, if, if because one point nine, I mean their target is two percent, and I, and I appreciate we we're, we're fiddling with the, with the inflation data, but I have no doubt that so is the Federal Reserve doing doing same. Which which which, which then suggests, I mean, the idea of 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 uh, Fed minutes and saying five uh, percent. I mean that that really does then look at that is probably the worst case rate for for the U.S. this year, and if anything, we might get pleasantly surprised with maybe only I don't know four and a half, three and four seventy five.
1: Yeah. I, I- I agree with that and we would be very surprised to see it go um, above 5%, perhaps there's another 50 basis points at most um, that, that they need to act on but I think that's probably uh, pretty much done and dusted uh, for this cycle um, and then I think that'll just give, give the uh, the market visibility in, in terms of that um, and it'll have a positive flow to um, into risk assets, specifically and equities. I think the other important thing uh, about the inflation data is is, is that um, that has a direct bearing on input costs. Mm. Um, and if inflation is coming down, input costs are coming down, and that can only be p- positive for uh, margins uh, in companies, which in turn is, is supportive for their earnings. Uh, so we think corporate earnings this year uh, will also be supported by that uh, lower inflation data as it means the Input costs will
0: be lower. and and one of the things you mentioned as well is that is that we've seen corporate cost cutting, not um, not just uh, uh, staff layoffs, but but corporates have responded fairly aggressively in some cases over over the course of, of of the last year to their cost base, and 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 then if we start seeing some some uh, 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 s- sort of uh, input pressures subsiding, it, it puts a lot of corporates in, in in frankly not bad positions. Yeah, it's definitely
1: one of the standout features. Uh, from corporate news over the last couple of months is the debts that they've gone to uh, in in terms of corporate corporate cost cutting. And pretty much a day doesn't go by where we don't get an announcement from some sort of company uh, that uh, that they've embarked on a program to reduce costs. I think earlier this week it was uh, uh, Mm Salesforce indicating that they're going to reduce their uh, employer base.
0: Yeah, it was almost weekly. This week it was Salesforce. Last week it was Amazon. And, and, and so it goes. Let's turn to some, some asset classes and some valuations. Uh, global equities. Uh, we, we've certainly seen the first bear market in a long time. They're cheaper than they were in October 2021. I'm not sure that they are necessarily massively cheap and that we're going to repeat the performances of the, of the previous decade necessarily.
1: Yeah, so we, we saw yeah, the long-term average is probably about 8% for U.S. equities, and we've seen that number over the last decade go above 10%, so I don't think that number will be repeated. But because valuations have uh, come down significantly with the S&P down uh, 20% last year and the, the Nasdaq down about 30%, we still think there's a good opportunity uh, in, in equities, um, and they'll certainly uh, reward investors in terms of the outperformance of, of inflation. And there's a couple of interesting statistics around that uh, where it's, it's it's very rare to get two bad years uh, in, in a row. In fact, it's only happened three times um, huh. over the last century. So we think yeah, because of that, it's unlikely, uh, we're we unlikely to have a repeat of last year. And then there's also so, uh, some uh, other quite fascinating uh, statistical data on the first few days in the market. And, hmm. and the stats are all like it's the first five days um, are greater than 2%, um then um, over the last 50 years, 16 out of 17 times the market has been higher, um, and that's averaged 17.8%. So in essence, what it's saying, if the first couple of days are, are quite good on the stock market, then uh, that tends to bear very well for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, I actually heard that one yesterday, and it was quite a it was quite an astounding data point. SA equities, I, I think the conventional wisdom from everyone, the consensus is they are cheap, very cheap. Of course, there is you know the, the yeah, load shedding. The corporate SA survives in spite of of load shedding and our politicians and the like, but it does create a sentiment concern, perhaps. Yes, I think
1: if we look globally, SA equities have to be one of the cheaper equity groups um, out there, the Ford PEs below, uh, 10 times there's some very high quality companies in that. But the Achilles heel for South African equities um, over the last eight years been has, has been foreigners on our market. And in yeah. fact, they've been net sellers over the last eight years. And that creates um, a very significant uh, headwind or ceiling on uh, South African equities. And that's largely because of the uh, political situation. Um, so if we see some, positive announcements in in, in that regard. Um, There's certainly a lot of upside in South African equities because of the low valuation base. Of course, there are shares like the uh, commodity companies, Naspers, Richmond, British American, that that aren't as impacted by South African uh, politics because they're businesses are
0: primarily based offshore. Yeah, and because our, even our politicians can't afford the Richmond watches. You mentioned commodities there. Uh, uh, yeah, They had a, a, a lackluster 2022, but again, that was after going absolutely crazy in 21. In, in uh, Do we see another sort of uh, drifting, maybe even a, a little bit weaker? But, or does the China reopening benefit commodities markedly?
1: There will probably be a couple of tailwinds for uh commodities this year and and the first being as you mentioned the the reopening of the chinese uh, economy and we have seen strength in in prices like uh, copper uh, in in copper over the last couple of weeks on the back of it and i think uh, two other factors the one would be um our view is is that the dollar is likely to weaken um over the course of this year as interest rates peak and potentially come down in, in 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 the u.s um and then the other fact is, is just the structural tailwinds that we've seen uh, mm. in the transition to, to clean energy. I think a combination of those factors will probably mean commodities uh, will have a fairly good year. Um, there might be some uh, specifically like the bulk commodities that don't uh, fit fare as well.
0: We'll leave it there. That was Simon Formal, CIO Independent Security. Simon, really appreciate the early morning insights.